Welcome to Today's Nutrition, where we dig into topics that can help you lose weight, be healthier, or live longer, better. So today's topic, the perils of plastics. This is probably one of the most important shows I've done. Since the 1950s, plastics have taken over our environment, and tiny particles of all kinds of plastics are being absorbed into our bodies and causing havoc. Plastics are labeled as both an obesogen, causing obesity and all the problems that go with that, and a carcinogen, meaning it causes cancer. This is horrible ramifications to humans, but also to the whole planet of living organisms. Over 10,000 chemicals are added to our food and food packaging materials in the United States. Many of these chemicals are known to result in disease, but the laws and oversight of plastics is very limited in the United States. Technology is just moving faster then research can determine if all these changes are healthy or not. So we have to be really cautious and not expect everything to be safe. Just because it's for sale does not mean it is safe. Plastics really just refer to synthetic or semi-synthetic materials, usually having the origin in petroleum. It is so prevalent because it can be shaped into about any form for practically any use. It's also cheap, durable, waterproof, lightweight. Plastic products are replacing all the traditional compounds that are degradable and sustainable. In the 50s, gosh, everything was wood, paper, glass, metal, ceramic. Then the motto became... Better Living Through Chemistry. And the future definitely was in plastics. So plastics use, it doesn't typically consider also the cumulative and combined effects when added to other compounds. They add up, they combine, they get stored in our cells. They interfere with your cells functioning. You know, they don't just hang there, and there's no evolved way for them to be metabolized. So our body just absorbs them, and they hang around in there and interfere. Many of the negative effects that these chemicals occur by, they disrupt hormonal signals. Technically, we are calling this endocrine disruptors, or EDCs for short. So we're talking the hormone systems, but hormones affect children's development, physical, mental, reproductive, neurological, and immune. Every different aspect we look at is being affected. You know, I can go into graphic detail, but believe me, scientists are measuring and documenting the changes on not only human reproduction, but also human sexuality. You know, it doesn't just decline male and female fertility, but also physical changes that are being documented and birth and the sexual programming of the brain through hormones before birth. I'll tell you a little bit about that later, but problems are exploding 
and pervasive. Listen to some of these groups of professional societies that are concerned. The Endocrine Society, the World Health Organization, the International Federation of Gynecology and Obstetrics, the American Academy of Pediatrics. They've also issued a warning about the safety of chemicals found in plastics. There's There's been a huge switch back to glass baby bottles and also to silicone nipples. Children seem to be the most susceptible to negative effects of BPA plastic exposure, and it's linked to all sorts of neurological and behavioral changes, including autism, anxiety, and depression. I mean, all of these things are epidemic. We're looking at all that, and there is such a strong correlation. Okay, another society. It's the Association of Occupational Health Nurses. They even have a position paper that points to the many health problems associated with BPA exposure through breast and prostate cancer, menstrual irregularities, genital abnormalities in male babies, infertility in men and women, early puberty in girls, and metabolic disorders such as diabetes and obesity. Ah, man, you know, so plastics, they're everywhere. What isn't plastic in a plastic package? Look around you or just look in your pack in your pantry or refrigerator. The linings of metal food cans or pop cans, detergents, and so many of those are coming in little plastic pods now, flame retardants. And boy, do I have a story of rashes on that one. But it's all the food packaging, paint, toys, cosmetic, thermal receipts, and of course, pesticides are horrible EDCs. So which chemicals in plastics should I avoid? Well, the big, big one you got to get rid of is phthalates. Now that's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, potent EDCs. And they're found in common household items, children's toys, medications, food wrappers, linings, personal care products like lotions, shampoos, and sprays. You make sure every personal product of yours brags about being phthalate-free. Also, bisphenols, strongly linked to prostate cancer. And it's not just bisphenol A, but it's all the bisphenols, A, S, all of them. Bisphenols are part of that hard see-through plastic and an additive to PVC, you know, the pipes. These chemicals leach into food, leach into water, especially when exposed to heat. Are the water lines on your hot water tank PVC? Well, that's not good. Bisphenols cross the placenta, affecting unborn infants. People in Palestine, Ohio, with that train derailment, is going to they're going to be affected forever. It's a tragedy. Okay, and then you've got the perfluoral alkyl chemicals, PFCs. These are used in shiny, greaseproof boxes and paper packaging, you know, like sandwich and pastry wrappers, French fry bags, pizza boxes, candy wrappers, you know, paperboard, all the papers. Anything that's shiny, it's, it's, that's usually that nonstick from DuPont. You know, DuPont, 
is a company that's had to pay major fines for willingly spilling carcinogenic toxins into the Ohio River and other waterways. They have a horrible reputation. Mm. So then also perchlorate and polyvinyl chloride, PVC, number three, polystyrene. So a quick summary, avoid all plastics as much as possible, but especially number three, number six, and number seven. You know, there is no complete assurance that your water products are free of bisphenol and microplastics because invisible microplastics do not get filtered out in our water system. These microparticles of plastic are found in over 90% of water in bottles. But you can really limit your exposure if you just avoid drinking out of plastic bottles. But these microplastics, you know, they're everywhere. They're in beer. They're in wine with those polyethylene stoppers, not using the cork, but the other ones. Rice, table salt. Now, if you get the rock salt and grind it, you're better off, but table salt is going to have plastics in it. And even honey, they find these everywhere. Microplastics are even found in fruits and vegetables. Plants are able to absorb nanoplastics through their root systems. And we know that plants have an immune system. So you just kind of wonder what, we don't know. If you don't test, you don't know. But at my latest conference, the Integrative Healthcare Symposium, one of my favorites, IHS, they had several sessions on plastics. There were some pretty graphic photos of kidneys and bladders of rats that had been exposed to this plastic. They were full of problems. Cysts, inflammation, tumors. You may have heard me tell my personal story of when those plastic coffee pods that are so popular when they first came out. I was at a dietitian's conference, super nice hotel associated with the chem- with the convention center, and they were so proud to have just added this new kind of coffee maker to each room as a perk. Okay, well, I decided that oh my gosh, I'm just going to try this new kind of coffee. And okay, so I started, um, you know, I'd had one every morning. And oh my gosh, the first day I thought I was coming down with a kidney infection. So I took golden seal. Always works. Nature's antibiotic and it doesn't disturb your healthy flora. But it didn't work. And I had to be on stage. So this was a problem. I got through the day and I hadn't put two to two together yet. And the next morning, I had another cup from that pod, and the bladder was screaming at me. You know, I've had to be a detective, so, you know, I got to thinking, what has changed? Well, I thought, okay, the coffee, first thing I start the morning with. You know, it has the plastic water reservoir. It's got the plastic tubing that the hot water runs through. And oh my gosh, how many layers of plastic does it go through when that hot water is pushed through the pods into another plastic container that then goes into a styrofoam cup. No wonder. So I stopped the pod, all was good. And when I came home, I looked at my coffee maker and plastic was everywhere. So I started researching other options. Percolator, 
You know, the old-fashioned one, well, that has aluminum, so that's no good. And all coffee makers, except for the expensive Italian ones, have plastic. Until I came upon the ceramic pour-over. Easy, quick, no plastic at all. Unbleached filters, electric kettle, and organic coffee, of course, and free of plastics. And when I saw the slides of those kidneys and the bladder of those rats, I wondered about all the women who struggle with interstitial cystitis or people with bladder cancer or kidney cysts. You know, can it be a contributing cause? Like I say, research can't keep up with the speed of technology. So my best recommendation is do things the old-fashioned way as long as you can until science has time to know how bad it is or not. So what are safe choices and how can I help you reduce exposure to plastics? You know, these chemicals migrate into food when exposed to high heat, harsh soaps, and fat. So you got to avoid plastic and heat and keep it away from foods that are high in fat like cheese. You know, if you do plastic water bottles or anything lined with plastic, at least avoid putting them in the dishwasher because when you add hot liquids, it's just asking it to just merge out of there. And if you're from the Tupperware generation, I guarantee you, you are loaded with plastic. You know, most hot foods were commonly poured directly into the plastic containers. And, you know, and some of those are like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, gosh, I don't know. A lot, they're old, you know, and once they start showing age, oh my gosh, then they really leach all that stuff. So we've got to get rid of as much plastic at home as you can. Invest in glass, ceramic, stainless steel, and they now have wax, brown paper to carry portable lunch things. Never, ever microwave in plastic. Always use ceramic or glass. Never use anything that has the word steamable in it. Don't use clean wrap. Use wax paper or parchment, especially fatty foods. And if you think your plastic is old, when in doubt, throw it out. Discolorations, if it's not like as bright as it used to be or cracked or whatever, plastic's degrading, you know. Silicone from sand is a much healthier choice. You know, it's food safe and it is a better choice. So limit your exposure. The longer food sits in plastic, the greater the chance of the leaching. And wash plastic by hand. It only takes 20 washings in the dishwasher for to for that BPA to start really leaching fast. It increases as the plastic ages, even if it says dishwasher safe. Okay, so if you're going to carry around water, don't use plastic. Get your stainless steel ones or glass. You know, um, they're lightweight. They're great. Um, and make sure they have silicone tops. My one-year-old grandson drinks out of kids' stainless steel water bottle. I am so happy, and so is he. He's the happiest little guy ever. So pay attention to details. Everything matters for these little ones. So that's the personal health. Now let's look at the environment. Oh, well, plastic takes more than 400 years to degrade. So we're pretty much stuck with everything that's ever been made. 
And of the 8.3 billion metric tons that have been produced, 6.3 have become plastic waste. Less than 10% has been recycled. The vast majority, about 80%, accumulates in landfills or litters the environment, much of it lending, ending up in the ocean. You know, it's it's just everywhere. You look, every, all of our metal is coated in plastic to prevent rusting. You've got non-breakable glassware. Even your paper coffee cups are plastic lined. You know, and then you got your floor and your, your furniture and everything is shiny and scratch proof. You know, and then you've got building materials, you know, fiber optic cables, and you've got computers and cell phones and fast food packaging. Even hospitals use disposable plastic to prevent infection. Kevlar plastic is used, you know, to pre- it's bulletproof. So it's great for our police and our armed forces. Many of these are desirable, but the overuse is causing profound environmental problems that is causing a lot of problems. So, you know, and that's, there's a, so many studies. I could tell you about Schuler's that says 52% of oceanics sea turtles have plastic debris in them. Bond study that says 72% of the great shearwater birds of Nova Scotia have ingested particles. Um, Kaminura reports on mysterious black pellets rich in PCBs and DDT that are almost on all Japanese beaches and Polynesian islands. You know, you've got so many studies linking diabetes and insulin resistance and obesity and, and this. Oh my gosh. A Diogen studied fish taken from municipal water supplies contaminated with PCBs and revealed significant hormonal changes that suggested feminization of males and masculinization of the female fish. Now, if that doesn't have scary implications for our children and grandchildren, and think about your PVC water pipes and your airborne plastic outgassing of carpets and auto interiors, we all have plastic contamination. So we need to limit as much as possible. So what can you do to help your body detoxify? Because it's so much it's unavoidable, you know, so you want to be as safe as possible. So there are some things that we can do on a regular basis. And you know, I'm going to say it first and foremost, diet, eating a lot organic foods, high in fiber, especially the cruciferous vegetables, having them every day, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and exercise comes back a lot to diet and exercise. And even sauna is a great way to work up a good sweat that allows for migration of the the toxins through the skin. Be sure to wash off immediately afterwards. You don't want to reabsorb them. You know, so I know that a lot of this was sobering information. And plastics, although they're unavoidable and potentially dangerous, let me tell you, our bodies are so resistant and resilient. You know, take as many steps as you can to a healthier diet, healthier lifestyle. That goes a long way to getting you healthier. If you'd like more information or want to listen to more shows, go to debford.com or iTunes under Today's Nutrition and be sure to like it so other people can get this very important information. Have a terrific day and remember to do something really good for yourself. Your body really depends on you.